This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. That clip of Seinfeld reminds me, so I was watching an episode of uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the one with uh, John Mulaney the other night, Mike Mulaney, Bill Mulaney. It's one of those three. (laughs) The comedian. Anyway, he said... uh, Donald Trump is our first blonde president, and I feel like that's getting lost. <laughs> Good point. He's getting somewhat lost. Live from Studio C. Hey, there you are. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today, today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Alexander Boris Kipfeffel Johnson, the new prime minister. Defeffel? The what? Defeffel. He's Defeffel. It's like the bomb, but British. Boris Johnson, known as Bojo. Yes, his full name, Alexander Boris Defeffel Johnson. As unlikely a prime minister as Trump is uh, unlikely uh, president. Well, probably not quite as He was mayor of London. That's a much more uh, typical path than... Uh, game show host, I guess, and billionaire. But, learned, uh, erudite, uh, well-educated at the elite years, schools and universities. But people in both parties have kind of dismissed him as a, a clown for much of his life. Every time we mention Boris Johnson, we're going to play the Benny Hill music. Uh, we're doing that. I thought that just happened naturally. Like when you're out in, in the world and you message his name, this just, just starts playing ambience. It's part of life. I, I find this somewhat dismissive. Okay, that's good. Um, I was just reading about Bojo's uh, private life, sex life. Uh, life of... Uh, Where are you now? Really? Yeah. There's a, the, the long rundown of... Everybody uh, needs a hobby. He had a wife for 25 years, but she kept kicking him out of the house when he'd have different affairs and children with other women that, that, that sometimes people fought to get named him or not named after him or whatever. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's had quite the colorful quite the colorful life. And oh, I was just reading one of his uh, many affairs said he's he's developed this kind of bumbling persona that seems to still be working for him. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I heard a, a learned commentator talking about that very thing. He's extremely bright, extremely well-read, educated, the rest of it, but he's adopted this tussled hair, just got out of bed. I'm sorry, I, my alarm didn't go off. Where, where, where are we supposed to be? Persona. Don't mind me. I don't really know the rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not to be taken seriously. What's going on, but he's actually very, you know, cunning. And now he's prime minister yeah. of one of the most important countries in the world. So there you go. Interesting. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. Boy, tomorrow the whole show could be consumed with the Mueller report. Yep. 
depending on how it goes. The uh, Mueller testimony. The Mueller testimony. Yeah, right. And, 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 yeah, I know. And digging into the report. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that uh, but that's a different. We'll talk about that later. Number uh, 38. 38. Nothing burger with fries. Who gets a nothing burger? <laughs> Will it be a nothing burger? I, I still don't understand what he can and can't say. We're going to try to get a guest on later. If the if the Republicans are trying to drill down on the Steele dossier and how it started, does he refer you to the report or does he answer that? Question? I wonder. Or does he just read? Flip it up and um, give me just a moment. Flips to page 233. As the report says, blah, blah, blah. Just drone it out. I don't know. I have no idea. But I tell you what, in a display of stick not unlike one of those World War II Japanese soldiers still hiding out in a palm tree in 1958. <laughs> MSNBC this morning was going with, and why wasn't Donald Jr. compelled to testify? The meeting with the Russian lawyer. There was, and they had an expert on, there was clearly collusion. Perhaps not criminal conspiracy, but collusion. So they were still pushing that. Yeah. I mean, wow. Anyway, Ooh. that's tomorrow. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michelangelo? Good. I was, over the weekend, I was at a children's birthday party, of all things, and there was a three-year-old there, and a gentleman, he had dressed up like Ronald McDonald, and the three-year-old walks up to him and goes, are you Donald McRonald? And <laughs> the, the dad goes, no, I'm Ronald McDonald, and the three-year-old looks at him and he goes, that sucks, and walks away. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That wow. sucks. Wow. Kids today, and then walks away. I thought of your kid, Jack, but it was just... I'd have slapped him with my white gloved hand. How dare you? You gotta visualize a really adorable little child, and you oh. think you know nothing bad would ever come out of his mouth. He just looks at the dad, and goes, "That sucks," and he walks away from wow. him. It's just really weird. You All know what, son? You're right. All three-year-olds are adorable. I saw one yeah, the other day, are. and I thought, I, that's what I want to do when I when I grow up. I want to uh, be someone who babysits three-year-olds. A three-year-old herder. Two, two to four-year-olds. That's what I want to babysit. That, 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 you want to go out on the town? I'll watch your two to four-year-old for a couple hours for you. Wow. They're so entertaining. Yeah. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, pleased to announce that another episode of Trailer Time with Positive Sean is up and live on armstrongandgetty.com. This one featuring the, the sequel, 30 Years in the Making, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, the, the testosterone cups runneth over. The aviator shades are in force. There is even a hint of yet another uh, shirtless scene at the beach. This time it seems to be playing football instead of volleyball. No idea if they're actually wearing jeans in this one or not. We'll have to wait for the theatrical release to (laughs) find out. Wow! But if you want to watch me watch a trailer, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com and check that one out. And uh, speaking of movie news, Avengers now going to be the biggest uh, box office hit in the history yeah. of uh, movies? Yeah, they did a couple different, hey, we'll put uh, four more minutes in the thing and we'll re-release. They did a lot of kind of oh. special re-releases to specifically get gotcha. the all-time uh, box office record. But they did it. They got it. Plus, they, plus nobody ever adjusts for inflation. so that kind of Yeah, they t- took over uh, Avatar was the previous one. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, doing very well. We have a couple of uh, celebrity birthdays of note. Today is Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter's birthday. Mm. He is 30 years old. Still got that scar on his head? Still hurts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll light up every now and again. Of course it does. Net worth. Net worth for Daniel, $110 million. Good for him. (laughs) The boy who lived indeed. You can buy a lot of wands. Lived large. (laughs) And the always awesome Woody Harrelson, 58 today. Woody's managed Woody's to... Woody's almost 60? Man, he looks yeah. good for 60. I saw him at Wimbledon, you know, those those clips that were going around. Yeah. 
He looks good for 60. Yep. Well, lack of stress will do that. Bowie <laughs> <laughs> yes. and uh, some uh, marijuana. Woody socked away about $65 million. Good so, for him. A couple of celebrity birthdays of note. Fantastic. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. Hey, do we have an age on Bojo, by the way? How old is Boris Johnson, the new prime 62. minister? 62. Is he? It's a guess. Okay. I have no idea. Is he young-looking 62? 55. 55. An old-looking 55. <laughs> wow, that turns. The narrative is shifting. Oh, I'm sorry. We mentioned Boris Johnson, so the Benny Hill music started again. Nothing you can know about it. It's a, uh, it's a flaw in the software. It's part of the special relationship, right? Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, July 23rd, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin shouting at each other in Parliament for some reason, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. At Mark. Deliver, unite, and defeat was not the perfect acronym for an election campaign, since unfortunately it spells dud. But they forgot the final E, my friends. E for energize. And I say, I say to all the doubters, dude, we are going to energize the country. We're going to get Brexit done. <laughs> wow, it's going to be entertaining, if nothing else. Well, he had this screaming match with his girlfriend just a couple of weeks ago yeah. in which the police oh, right. showed up and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you got that aspect of it. Man, contrast him with Theresa May. You know, her skills as a prime minister, what what do I know? Uh, But she was boring, man. Boring! He will not be boring. No. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Britain heading for the Brexit with a brand new leader. Mueller getting his marching orders and the connection between hot sauce and dementia. Coming up. (laughs) Wow. I knew it. An unexplored aspect. I could believe easily that it causes it or cures it. So I guess I'll have to stay tuned. wait and see. Exactly. Uh, How does mail bag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. A great freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, another British politician you may remember, Winnie Churchill. You know, I just thought uh, maybe we ought to put a poll on our Twitter like we've done in the past there, Hanson, of how much of the Mueller coverage do you want? I'd just be kind of curious as to what people think. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're going to do what you want. No, I have no interest in what people want, frankly. <laughs> people don't know what they want until they get it, and we're going to give it to you good what, and hard. Gerald Ford or Henry Ford? Which one made the cars? <laughs> Henry Ford. Henry Ford. He said, if I asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a very good point. Right. right. Thank you, Henry slash positive Sean. <laughs> yes. That's a good point there. Mail. You know, it, it, it depends entirely on how interesting it is. I I could believe, well, I have reason to believe this won't happen, but I could believe he'll just go nuts and say, look, all right, here's the deal, and just go freestyle. And as some people it's not impossible. Said, it'll be the audiobook version of the Mueller report. Right, with that's him the other as alternative. The, as him reading it. Right. right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if, if, if it's the latter, then we bail. I've come across uh, several of the strategies on both sides, and we'll have to share those later. I hope you can stay tuned to the show today. It should be pretty good. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. God, we're just discussing how to handle tomorrow uh, as a news story. Since it will have started before we come on the air and uh, could consume the whole program depending on how it's going. 
Yeah, well, that would be great, because that means less work for me, but uh, <laughs> we don't know whether it's fish or fowl yet. Will it be fireworks and excitement, or, or, or a drone and old man reading from his uh, drone and report? I don't think I don't know if Mo's going to say anything interesting, but I guarantee you the question askers are going to grandstand. Oh, I was looking at the yes. list of people on the on the committees, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be quite the spectacle. Yeah, it could be some all time grandstanding. Oh yeah, is that? Do we have any of the? Well, I suppose we ought to be doing mailbag, but do we? Uh, are any of the really good performers? Uh, on the docket. Well, I mean, you got Gerald Nadler running the first, uh, the first yeah. one, and then uh, see, he's evil. Schiff, so, Schiff running the second one, so they're both going to say some really strong things. Oh, and they're both tomorrow, huh? Yeah, Schiff's a better grandstander than Nadler. Nadler's just a droner. Gerald Wadler, um, yeah, he's he's not a performer. Now Schiff is evil to his core. He he wouldn't know the truth if if uh, walked up to him and jumped on his back and demanded a piggyback ride. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. His neck is like a soda straw. Wow, Mr. President. Wow. Um, but Schiff's a good grandstander anyway, so that's entertainment. How did Nadler's some, terrible? How did someone's neck size come up? Hard to imagine. Mailbag. <laughs> Did you hear him refer to Tom Friedman of New York Times as old no-chin Tom Friedman? Jiminy, what, what are we, eight years old? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> mm, these are troubling times. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I've been, excuse me, slacking a little bit on uh, getting good ones together, and I appreciate Ben the Libertarian for coming through. Uh, Winston Churchill, perhaps you've heard of him. If you have 10,000 regulations, you destroy all respect for the law. Yep. No, we have we have 10 million now. And nobody knows what they are. Nobody knows if they're following them. When they find out they're not, they roll their eyes and don't worry about it. Just, I talk about stupid laws and regulations with my kids and, and how I ignore them in a way that my dad certainly didn't with me. Me too. I grew up with yeah. the idea of, you know, you follow the law. It's very important. And I'm teaching my kids, look, there are a lot of regulations. There are laws. Um, uh, that are stupid. Yeah, and this is why I don't follow them. Yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's where we are. That is a, a moral a moral. Mm, it's more a rhetorical dilemma I've dealt with trying to explain to my kids where that line is and how to find it. Well, right, trying to keep it from being a moral dilemma. That's where it, that's where it's difficult. Is right. Know? If I walk into my buddy's house and I I really admire his I don't know guitar. And then I grab it and put it in my car and drive away. Well, that's one sort of thing. Ignoring some absolutely moronic, picky, would-be utopian government regulation that does nobody any good, that's a completely different thing. So I there's probably a, a, a simple code for that sort of thing. But it does lessen respect for all the laws. Because it just it does. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Yep. So, uh, Marshall had a story on yesterday about how various uh, state and federal bodies are trying to stamp out the e-cigarettes for some reason. Um, And a number of folks wrote in with a similar sentiment to Cole here. I vaped after stopping smoking a few years ago. I've never heard of anyone going back to smoking. Smoking tobacco smells horrible, makes everything in your life smell horrible. I can't imagine anyone doing it. The idea was that kids start on vaping... Then they decide it's too expensive or something and start just smoking regular cigarettes. I don't know if that's actually true or well, if that's just somebody's, someone's fear. I don't know much about it, but I'm more concerned with... So so vaping is a way to eliminate 
some of the, the repellent parts of smoking. Virtually all of them. But keep the, the addictive can kill you part? Uh, those are well, two no. separate things. So the, the nicotine is addictive. But I don't believe there's anything that directly links nicotine to being bad for you. The only thing that's bad about it is it's addictive. It's the Similar other to things drinking the, coffee. Yeah, the, yeah, it's the it, other things in the cigarette that are unhealthy, but the nicotine gets you hooked okay. to those other things. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the hook in your mouth, and then your mouth is open, and then they pour the carcinogens mm. into the tobacco companies. So the, the studies that so are... vaping's good for you. It's like the cigarette commercials from the 50s. I would... Uh, After a long but, day of stress of work, uh, come home and then vape. More doctors recommend vape boy. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We, we got a couple of thoughts from teachers on the mental health days uh, law in Oregon. Um, this is the idea that just like calling in sick to school, and it's a, an excused absent, you can do it with mental health now. I don't feel like it. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, well, we'll mark you down as an excused absence since you don't feel like coming to school today. Uh, Al Anonymous writes, as a high school government teacher, I know about this. Seniors who are 18 years old can check themselves out of school. Guess how many absences I had on test days, especially second semester when many have turned 18? For many years now, my policy is that if you miss a unit test, the makeup test will be three full essays to be written in my classroom after school. That's a good idea. I have very few absences on test day now. Oregon will be a mess with mental health days. Second semester, senior year, what do they need the test for? They've already applied for colleges. They're probably already in. What, what, What are they taking a test for? All they can do is screw it up at this point. Uh, yeah, another uh, great note from a teacher coming up. We really don't have time for it right now. Uh, about out of time, huh, Mike? We have three and a half more hours of show. Yeah, I know, but to me, I live in the moment. It's going to be action-packed. I live in the moment, and at this moment, there's no time for it. I always expect the future will be better. That's how I live my life. That's beautiful. Now sucks, but the future's got to get better. You're not daunted, (laughs) right? You are not daunted. Uh, Absolutely. We've got uh, Marshall's News next. Armstrong and Getty. If you care about all this stuff or not, I have no idea. But uh, I'm 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 into the politics and the, the geopolitics, and it's a it's a hell of an interesting time to live in. I don't know where it's going. Nobody knows where it's going. Anybody who claims they know where it's going is oh, is a liar. No, you might have a better guess than other people, but nobody has any idea. Um, as all the big democracies say, we don't like the way we're doing it. We're going to try something completely different. Yep. And we'll see what happens. I, I just think there is a life cycle to these things and a uh, tendency to build up a plaque in the arteries of democracy. And, you know, just, they're of differing ages, but the skill with manipulating democracies came along kind of coincidentally in all these different countries. The, the techniques caught on, you know, late 20th century into the 21st century. And, so, yeah, those who gain democracies have gotten so good at their jobs that we, the people, have decided this is not working for us anymore. My concern is way too many people on the right and the left think, well, safety and prosperity will always exist in our country. Sure. It's just around the edges of domestic tranquility and how much of this or that. But we'll always be, uh, you know, prosperous and safe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can count on that. In fact, I know you can't count on that. Anyway, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, former London Mayor Boris Johnson. 
Johnson will be the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom after being elected leader of the Conservative Party today. Johnson assuring fellow Brits he will indeed finalise the Brexit deal. And I think that we know that we can do it and that the people of this country are trusting in us to do it and we know that we will do it. Johnson, Let me read a little bit from the Washington Post. I thought this was good. As the mayor of London, he was the face of the Leave campaign, if you weren't following the whole Brexit thing at the time. Deploying his wit, irascible enthusiasm, and carefully cultivated bumbling effect ahead of the June 26 referendum that no one, including him, expected to win. And now he's in charge of the whole thing. For better or worse. Oh, that's right. The Benny Hill music started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a paper, scattered papers. Like, my hair is tattooed. I look confused. Like, I just got up. That's high askew. Exactly. I would have voted for Brexit if I lived in Great Britain, but I would be concerned about how it's going to turn out. <laughs> you know, speaking, I think that's where I would be. Speaking of a gaming democracy, I can't resist the whole Brexit thing. It barely, barely passed with a pretty low turnout. And there's real resistance to having a revote because that appears to be overturning democracy or something like that. But having lived in California for a number of years and having seen the proposition process abused over and over again by special interests and the dumb, dumb voters duped into things they didn't really understand over and over again, to me, the British people got sold a pig in a poke. Which means they, it's, it's an old expression, it means something you didn't see before you bought it. You didn't get a chance to examine it. Now they understand what Brexit means and how difficult it's going to be. They have the reality of it in their grasp. I say they have another vote. And I'm not pro or con. I don't particularly give a damn. Uh, I just, I, it reminds me of some of the idiot propositions in California that nobody had any idea what they were voting for. Congressional Democrats say they are getting ready for a lot of one-word answers when Robert Mueller testifies on Capitol Hill tomorrow. The former special counsel is going to be grilled about his report on the 2016 election and possible interference in that election. The Department of Justice has sent Mueller a letter advising him not to go beyond the redacted report. The letter suggests the former special counsel's testimony is unnecessary given the largely unredacted earlier release of the report and reminds Mueller that the report is his testimony. Well, and they're trying to avoid the James Comey moment, the the situation where you uh, spend a lot of time uh, bad-mouthing somebody you didn't charge with anything. Like when he came out and talked about all the horrible things Hillary Clinton did, but I'm not charging her. That's not what you're supposed to do. It was one of the best days of my life, but it was (laughs) utterly indefensible. Yeah, and they're trying to tell Mueller not to do that tomorrow. Right. Congressional leaders and President Trump are cheering a bipartisan agreement that provides greater spending for defense, a Republican priority, and protects spending on domestic programs, a Democratic goal. The House and the Senate have yet to vote on the agreement, which outlines an almost $1.5 trillion in agency spending next year and even more in fiscal 2021. It's also getting rid of the budget caps that were put in place in 2011 and suspends the issue Incredible. of having to raise the debt ceiling until mid-2021. The, the doors are now open. Now both sides completely agree out loud. They have agreed behind closed doors for many, many years. But now both parties agree out loud, we're going to get everything we want, you're going to get everything we want, nobody cares how big the debt is. Right. Let's just go. We all get what we want. None of this idiotic muling about debt and responsibility. We won't have it. 
We don't want to hear it. It's fabulous. I heard a conservative uh, hail this as good news. Good news uh, out of the Capitol. It was on Fox News. Uh, an agreement has been reached to uh, raise the debt ceiling and to uh, fund the government through the above. So the only point of view you get out of the Capitol, and I swear, you got to watch the Hunger Games just so you understand Washington, D.C. It is a capital of people who live completely different lives to everybody else. They have different priorities. They dress differently. They, they don't give a damn about you. Trust me on that. And all they care about is the government keeps functioning and the money keeps flowing through D.C. It was really, but again, as Jack's right, it's it's actually kind of useful that now they're open about it. They're not hiding right. it anymore. Turns out, my friends, hot sauce can indeed make your meal taste more exciting. But you buy buy... hot sauce in my bag. 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 Despite the rhythmic death, you might want to use less of it. What? A 15-year study of over 4,000 adults found evidence of a faster cognitive decline in those who consistently ate more than 50 grams of chilies or hot sauce a day. I I, want to know, because we talked about a stat like this yesterday. Is there something about the lifestyle of people who eat a lot of hot sauce? Or has that been weeded out? They're talking memory decline was even greater among those who consumed the hot sauce and were also slim. It turns out capsaicin is the active component of chili. Right. I thought that was good for you. Reportedly speeds up metabolism and fat loss. Right. But this is the first big study to find a link between the chili intake and dementia. Yeah, but I don't just mean fat or thin. There are other things with the lifestyle of people who eat a lot of hot sauce. Do you tend to drink a hell of a lot more or... It. Or spend a lot more time in the sun or any other thing. Or a lot more know. time on the john. Oh. Uh, spend a lot of time with a pained look on your face trying to convince the other four people at the table, no, this is delicious, you should try it. No, it's so good, you idiot. <laughs> Food should not hurt. This is what they found from the study of 4,000 people, and they found that slimmer people seem to be affected more by the chili intake. They all... No problem there. Man, the way I've been eating lately, holy cow, my family's finally leaving town, and I'll miss them. I love them very much, but I, I got on the elevator this morning. It didn't move. It just, I had to take the stairs. Oh, wow. they couldn't, yeah. The elevator wouldn't move. Yeah. You just heard a groaning, did you? A groaning uh, from yeah. the elevator? Well, I heard the cable, a couple of the cables snapped. It was a good thing I was on the ground floor. <laughs> Anyway, the people who did the study say they are going to look into possible, you know, there may be other reasons for this effect. That's what I'm saying. But they still found, again, pretty overwhelming evidence among the 4,000 people over 15 years that there seemed to be a connection. Uh, well, that's, that's a relief to me. I can't take the hot, hot stuff. Just never have, never will. And, and Positive Sean, you've given me courage to stand up for my rights. I, I don't understand these these specifically spice escalators, right? They, they have spent a decade numbing and burning off the taste buds in their mouth, so the only thing that they can even taste any flavor-wise is by putting kerosene directly onto their tongue. My son was telling me a, a funny story, though, when we were visiting him. He uh, he likes the hot stuff, like hot wings and stuff like that, and he and his buddies had this challenge where it wasn't who could eat the hottest stuff, but who could eat one of those wings and keep a poker face and not give any sign that they were suffering <laughs> for the longest time as sweat poured down their faces and the rest of it. There's a particularly entertaining uh, YouTube channel that gets pretty famous people on there called I've, Hot Ones. I've watched that. It yeah. is hilarious. So they just, ah. he asked questions yeah. of uh, kind of increasing complexity yes. as they try <laughs> hot wings of increasing intensity. Hilarious. And I'm... 
I'm almost certain Coolio died during the film. <laughs> he, he hasn't been seen since. He tried to do a flex where he just took the, the final sauce bottle and put some directly in his back. Yeah. And he was out for like 10 minutes. Wow. 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 All right. That is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. As Coolio begins trending on Google. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, was a rapper or something, yes, kids. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So a Disney star came out as something yesterday, and I want to know if this offends anyone. For instance, gay people who really actually had to struggle with the idea of coming out, either legally speaking or within their family. How do they feel now about various people coming out bravely when it actually just helps their career? Mm. Um, or does it? Instance. Well, we'll see. Among other things we need to discuss, and we probably ought to have our meeting on the air about how we want to handle the uh, oh, yeah. the Mueller testimony tomorrow. Is there snacks? I was told there would be snacks at the meeting. <laughs> Do I have to come in early? We could. Uh, You're well, already we could, here. <laughs> we could discuss this later. We could even, well, I almost said something terrible but, about taking calls. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, uh, yeah, why? 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 Yeah. 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 I know. I know. I know. What's the matter with you? Yeah, something wrong with Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. Well, Sean handed me something that's like uplifting and, and good. And what? It, it felt weird. It was like a. Give it to me, I'll find the downside. Cold splash of water in the face. <laughs> I'm used to angry and cynical and phony. And <laughs> it's about uh, how a good teachers can have such an effect on your life. And yes, well. Oh, heck yeah. We have room in the world for these kind of conversations? <laughs> Again, let me think about it. I'll come up with the bitter, cynical view. So tomorrow's news cycle certainly will be dominated by the Mueller testimony. How we're going to handle it, we haven't exactly decided yet. As Joe said, some of it depends on, I think from question one, the world will know. Is Mueller willing to uh, play along here and answer any questions, or is he just going to say no? As I said in my press conference months ago... Apparently you weren't listening. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying any more than what's in that report. Right. Well, I think the Democrats will adjust to that, though, and get him to read the juiciest parts, the parts they want the American people to hear. Uh, old uh, Gerald Wadler is open in saying, look, we just want more Americans to be convinced that Trump needs to be impeached. Right. And there's already Axios is reporting to Democrats, and this is smart. This is just good politics. It's just being organized are already um, working on cutting up portions of the report, even though it's already out there. They know, like we all know, nobody read it. Mm-hmm. 3% of Americans read any of it. Well, um, So that any any parts of the report that they think are damaging to Trump, they're going to have cut up, and they're going to be retweeting them around, mm. and they're going to do a hashtag retweet the report campaign, trying to get it out to, um, uh, what do you call it, influencers, celebrities, politicians, uh, columnists, writers, whatever, yeah. to, to retweet to all their fans. Yeah, so it's, that's basic, clever. it's basically getting out the report that came out last year or whenever it was. Right. But 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 getting it out so people actually hear it, which mm. is uh, not a bad plan. Yeah. If you think there's damaging stuff there, it's not it, a bad plan. You know, I just uh, learned the other day uh, that uh, one of my favorite albums didn't get take hold at all. It wasn't successful until they put out the fourth single. Sometimes you got to keep hammering it. Mm. Although I'm telling you, Trump's a ridiculous statement about shooting someone on Fifth Avenue. 
it's damn near true at this point. Attitudes are so baked in. I've read the the significant parts of the Mueller report. There's nothing in there that's going to make anybody change their mind. There's just not. Or not not enough people to make a difference. We'll get plenty of that tomorrow. Yep. So I saw this story yesterday. Apparently she's a Disney star that has grown up like so many of them do and then become some sort of sex bot. That seems to be the Disney track, right? Some sort of prefab manufactured pop music sex bot. Anyway, this Bella Thorne woman that I was completely unaware of came out yesterday. Announced she's pansexual. Oh, and I, she likes uh, to have sex with uh, kitchen devices. Um, means uh, it's de- 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 the term is defined as you pots and pansexual. You like what you like, whatever it is at whatever time. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, the whole coming out thing and making an announcement and stuff like that. I just, I just wondered. I'm not gay, and I, sh- you know, I was, I was asking anybody who is gay. If you, if you've actually, I've only personally like been friends close enough friends with one gay person who like talked about the whole process and was still dealing with it of coming out it's it was it used to be and maybe still is for some people really tough with your family with your job wasn't that long ago in a lot of places it was illegal (laughs) to be gay so um so it was a difficult thing if you if you went through that how do you feel about various people who come out and talk about their brave struggle when it clearly is to her benefit the reason she's she's announcing it because it makes her cooler and makes her more profitable mm. and 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 more marketable is going to make her more money and get her more movies not because it's it's you know taking a big risk just wonder what the attitude is on that mm. seems a little i don't know wouldn't well, self-serving, but what do you, yeah, what do you, you want her silenced? Do you want to put tape over her mouth, Jack? I don't see your point. I mean, uh, I think you got to use a different term than come out. Come over? <laughs> I don't know. 415-295-KFTC is the text number, 415-295-KFTC. And one other celebrity thing I'll mention for you. I mean, if you're like a Catholic cop right now, it still might be a, a, a bit of a thing. Uh, to come out, come from a big, devout Catholic family, and then you're a police officer saying, yeah, by the way, I'm gay. That could still be pretty big. Depends where you live, too, I suppose. And and what color your skin is. There are big differences in attitudes. You know, different races. <coughs> One more celebrity thing. I know Sean will be no, interested in I do in love this. the celebrity news. Because he's had a thing for Scarlett Johansson for uh, some time. I like how you said had, like it somehow went away. But uh, she is engaged to Colin Jost, the head writer for Saturday Night Live. Yes. Uh, And yet another couple that should be required to breed by the government. They met Many children, double digits. She was on Saturday Night Live. They meet at the after party, and now they're they're getting married. This is her third engagement, but... Uh, they're getting married. Oh boy, she I, he's got to he's got to feel like he's on a tightrope. Huh? She was at Comic Con in San Diego for whatever uh, fighting bad guys movie she is in, displaying her eleven carat ring that he apparently <sighs> bought her. Do you make that kind of money being the head writer of Saturday Night Live? Four hundred thousand dollars estimated wow. to be. Now that's an expensive ring. Wow. Does he come from money, or did she chip in, or something? He went to Harvard. I don't know if he comes from money. He might. Um, it's a, 400. It's a mix of an oval and pear shape, ladies, ah. an elegant egg shape, ah. which has become very popular because ovals and pear shapes are two of the most popular in the way that they lengthen the finger 
creating a more slender finger. I need to go with that. I got short, stubby fingers. <laughs> I need to slender my fingers. I didn't know anybody ever thought about the shape of a ring to make their fingers look more slender. I didn't know <sighs> that you was... You come from an era before you posted your hand on social media when you had celebrated your, hey, oh, look, he asked, I, or she said yes, and the pictures attached to that are usually of just the hand, like and a hand model. And you don't want a little sausage there with No, why ringer. would you? Yeah. Right, some sort of finger-shortening stone shape there. <laughs> Certainly no hotel would give me an all-expenses-paid trip for my influencer aspirations if I have sausage fingers. Right, you exactly. You couldn't sell this diamond for a dollar. It makes your fingers look short and stubby. You're naive. Wow. Think the things you learn, the oh, things boy. people get to think about in the United States of America because you're uh, you're, you're living in a prosperous country that is safe. Whether or not this ring lengthens and slenders my finger is a, is a thought process we go through. Oh, that reminds me. I've been sitting on this for, for quite a while. Absolutely brilliant little editorial written by a young woman. I believe she's in her 20s about the incredible affluence uh, of the people and and the incredible affluence brought by capitalism um, that people enjoy who gripe about capitalism, about the free market, and are begging for socialism. And the incredible blindness and lack of wisdom of people who pitch that uh, idea. But, you know, it's one of those things. You'd, it's like a, a gout. Gout is unknown among the starving. You got to be pretty wealthy. You got to be well fed. You got to be able to afford to get it to get it. So I guess the uh, the affluenza, the yeah, I want something. I'm excited. I'm a, I'm dangerous. I'm exciting. I'm a communist. I mean that only exists in I suppose starving poor societies and very very rich ones like this one. Somebody wanted to know on the text line if Nigel Rotund could be our correspondent on Bojo and Brexit. Maybe at some point we can do that. I think he probably should call in as if he can be found. One of the world stories that actually might have significance, Boris Johnson is now the Prime Minister of Great Britain. I know Nigel started his, his celebration early because he's on British time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, big fan of Bojo. And are Bojo and Trump, they get along? Yes. Although I heard it posited by none other than Ian Bremmer of Eurasia Group that they both want all the attention when they are in a room. I can see that. And that could lead to some very juvenile tensions. We'll see. Fantastic. They have similar hair. Armstrong and Getty.